don't know why I was You can, oh, oh, I got it. Oh my gosh. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Glug glug. Glug glug indeed. Cuckoo cachoo. Mrs. Robinson? We're getting saved. Is that is that enough? Do you want more? I mean, this is drink one. And here's two. I don't know what you yeah, want. It's just, it's there. just okay. Just is this blackberries? That's yes. good. That's good. Okay. I'll trade. Let me trade you. Okay. I'll trade you. Okay. Ready? Ready. One, two, three. three. Welcome to Booze and Broadway. This is your host, Booze, and this is your other host, Broadway. They're both me. Dylan, cut that out. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Cheers. Okay. Hello. We're just gulping wine. Yes. I don't know how to drink. I always thought drinking was like to get it finished That's when water. I was like 21. That's what. And so I was just like, yay, I'm done. And they were like, you didn't sip that? And I was like, no, I I thought it was to, like, end it. Okay. Anyway. Hi. Welcome to... Booze. Booze and Broadway. Episode... Wait. Uh, you're... Uh, okay, wait. So, first of all, disclaimer. First of all, first of all, first of all, we're in the mountains. We're in the mountains. We're on vacation. Here we are. I... Don't have anything in front of me, so this will actually be a completely improv episode. Usually I have things written down for y'all because I'm very worried that I'm going to forget things. I have the things written down in front of me. Well, okay, so disclaimer, I will get, well, this is an opinion podcast, so I will be drunk. Okay. And we're going to do our best this episode. Yeah. Um, also, like, follow, and subscribe on our Instagram and Twitter, Booze and Broadway. And if you would like to donate to the This Round's On You Fund, uh, find our Venmo and our link tree and our Instagram bio. Thank you, Kelsey. Um, Okay, yes. So usually what happens in these episodes, I research a whole show over the course of a week, afternoon, and I (laughs) write it all down, and it's like more detailed than y'all think it is, actually. And then I present it to you drunkenly. I am on vacation, so I don't want to do that this week. And I love you all, but I'm on vacation. So, co-host. We have a co-host. We do. Yes. Oh, that's me. Yes. Hey, this is Kyle. I'm back again for the very special vacation episode. Yes. Episode? 23. Yes. Okay, yes. Clink. It's going to be great. We're in the mountains, but you can't find us. And if you can find us, please kill me first. We're in Pigeon Forge. <laughs> this is our address. Dylan, bleep this out. 1645. <laughs> That's oddly close to what it actually is. They have some weird names. I'm pretty sure I saw like... Rainbow Road. I think I saw Bunny Hump like trail earlier. That was know. Bunny Hop. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Okay, so I was trying to think of... I, I was going to do an episode of a full show... Today and I'm not even going to tell you what it was because I will do it at some point, probably with Kyle. Um, uh, but, uh, I was like, the more the more the day went on, I was like, I don't want. I didn't want to spend my vacation researching a whole show, and I love you all very much. And this sounds like I'm complaining about like doing this podcast, and I promise I'm not. Uh, but then I was going to do a mini episode, and then I was like, I just I don't know. And then Kyle came up with this really nice idea, yeah, which boy. was. I wrote down a series of questions that are musical slash Broadway slash Nathan themed. And I will be asking him these questions and he will be answering as honestly as possible. Plot twist is. That's right, y'all. It's a Q&A episode. Skip it if you want to. Well, <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, Nathan doesn't know what any of these questions are and he doesn't really know what type of questions they're going to be. Why are you so fucked up? <laughs> it's not. Uh, You're like marking on, one on. off. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready? Ready. Ready? Ready. One more drink. One more drink. One more drink. Oh, we're drinking wine. We're being respectable and classy today. I'm literally going to drink Jack Daniels and sweet and sour mix next. But we're in front of a fire, so it's very cozy and classy. Mm-hmm. This is $6 chilled blackberry wine. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Question one. Hmm. Let me get the hard ones out, or the best ones. Is Sutton Foster perfect? Yes or no? And why or why not? (laughs) You can't point it out. You can't point out that feature. I wasn't going to because I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I 
She, mm, she yes, she is because she's the definition of a triple threat. She can sing. She can dance. She can act. She didn't wear makeup in a show once. It was groundbreaking. Which show? So there's a show called Violet. And it's about this girl who takes this long trip to see this, like, evangelical uh, preacher. And So far, the part of Wizard of Oz. Because her dad hit her in the face with an axe and left her with a scar while she was young. Okay. So... Different productions do it differently. Sometimes they make up the girl to have a axe wound on her face. Sometimes they don't put it there. So it's like, was the scar ever really there? Is this something you're just going through and haven't gotten over yet? And mm-hmm. like, or is it like, it, it's like this whole like metaphor, like, is the scar there? And so when Sutton Foster did the revival, she they didn't do any makeup, but she also didn't wear any stage makeup at all. Okay. Like, she just walked out and sang. Groundbreaking. She was nominated for a Tony. Does she have Yeah, yeah she, she does. two? One for Thoroughly Modern Millie and one for Anything Goes. Okay. I got that. I got it, Emily. Don't worry, I got it. Question, uh, pick a number. Twelve. Twelve. Twelve's my favorite number, everyone. Name a few musicals in recent memory that have overstayed their welcome on Broadway and explain your reasoning. Waitress! <laughs> 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 Did you do this on purpose? Okay. I knew what you were going to say. Waitress is a let me let me speak everyone. They've already cut it off and unsubscribed. I like the show. The music is great and the story is great. It just stayed too long on Broadway. I won't was it there? Three or four years? Yeah. Four or five years? I think it was like four. It was around four. And Sarah Burroughs only was there for like a little seven bit. Seven minutes. She did it tw- she did two two turns in it. Oh. I also saw Sarah Burroughs live and I screamed at her. I have a video that I will post on the Instagram. Dylan, remind me to do this. I have a video of me seeing Sarah Burroughs live with my friend Taylor. And she does a whole like 20 minutes of her show is based around waitress. And she's like, now, some of you know about my show, Waitress. And I screamed, it's been running too long. Like, in the, like, yeah. So, I just, I've had this opinion for a very long time. Hardly even a question. Jukebox musicals, go. How do I feel about them? <laughs> Anything you want to say about I, them. Unfiltered Nathan. They have their place. Okay. If I don't like jukebox musicals that aren't about the person that the music is from. So you don't like Mamma Mia? I'm not a huge fan of Mamma Mia. I don't hate it. I've never seen it. Like, I've never sought it out to watch it. I have watched it. I have seen... I saw the movie. But I've never, like, sat down and been like, I want to watch this show. Um, I've seen Moulin Rouge on Broadway. That's a jukebox musical. And I was like, it's good i guess i it was also like one of the last shows i I saw on that trip and i was like i'm just done watching shows um i do like the like biographical shows of like beautiful the carol king musical and the tina turner musical like those are cool to me because it's a what about the donna summer musical the donna summer musical yes uh that was coming to teapot Poof was in it. She was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was know. one of the one of the Donna Summers because they did like three yeah. versions of her. I know that. Yeah, good for Poof. You're welcome. <clears throat> Follow up question or inverse question. We're talking about musicals that overstay their welcome. What about musicals that went too soon? Beetlejuice. How long was that on Broadway for? A year and a half. Oh, that's a. We don't need a sixth revival of The Music Man. <laughs> Starring Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman. Hold on. Sutton Foster's in it? Yes. Maybe we do need it. She's Marion the Librarian, which is an underuse of her talents. Okay. Yeah, but... No, not but. Yes. Okay, She doesn't need to stand there. She can tap and dance and kick her face. She doesn't need to stand there and be a librarian. She really doesn't sing that much in that show. No. She doesn't do much. You could have cast anybody, and you chose Sutton Foster. You You chose it. You chose violence. (laughs) Um, Also... I know you're going to react strongly to this. The revival of Once on This Island should have stayed longer on Broadway. It should have run longer. How long was it there for? That's... No, stop. I already have It was great. Once on This Island is not a good show. Cut that out, Dylan. Don't (laughs) cut that out. 
Like SpongeBob was turned into a musical, are there any other nostalgic or kids cartoon shows or things that you would like to see turned into a musical? Ed, Ed, and Eddie. No. I'm <laughs> not like, I'm, I'm like, do you have that in your back pocket? Because <laughs> um, I didn't think a SpongeBob musical could have worked. And I was right. But they did <laughs> But they did it anyway. Things that I wish were musicals, I... Specifically kid nostalgia something. Like TV shows or like something from my childhood? It could be a baby bottle pop musical for all I care. It has to be like, something with this stuff. Um, <laughs> Do one of this. I would have liked... I don't know. I'm, I'm really... Because I'm a Disney fan, I would like to see... Hunchback should have gone to Broadway. Hunchback should have gone to Broadway. Is that a question? Which, okay. Uh, it'd be, Hercules needs to be on Broadway. I don't know. There's just a lot of like, I don't know, Fern Gully. That'd be cool. Let's see. Let's turn people into vegans. Fern Gully the <laughs> musical. Protect the forest and the animals. What are the fancy rules for what goes on Broadway? What doesn't go on Broadway? What counts as a good musical? Why is this nominated the Tonys? Why isn't this nominated the Tonys? Who are these people making up these arbitrary rules? It's all the same answer. Okay. Money. Uh, Money. We didn't need a SpongeBob musical. We didn't need a Mean Girls musical. Yeah. We didn't need Shrek the musical. Hold hold on. Why do you mean we didn't need Shrek? (laughs) But the fans love it. Yeah. And you know who, who gives us their money? The fans. Uh, I guess there is a Jimmy Buffett musical. Yeah, which didn't last long. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, from idea to, like, it's like, I, like, I have this idea, and then, like, I guess you meet with producers and investors, and then you do workshops, and you rework the show, and the people who have the most money have the most say into what yeah. the show actually becomes, and then... You do previews and you tweak it and then it opens on Broadway and you either have a definitive end to your show or you have an open-ended run where we're going to run until we stop making money off of it. So. Oh, so it is literally just money. Yes. Okay. That. Okay. What is off-Broadway? I don't understand. I've used that term many times. I'm still confused myself. It is based on the number of seats in a theater. What? Yes. I thought it was literally just like a road that was perpendicular to Broadway. No. No, no. It is like, it is literally the size of the house of the theater is the answer. I am going to get this wrong. I think. For 2069. Is if it's less than 800 seats, it's off Broadway. I'm pretty sure that's it. Huh. It is, it is a, it is in the hundreds that the seat number requirement is off-Broadway. Are some off-Broadway theaters on Broadway? I'm sure. My mind is so blown right. I, okay. Yeah. All right, pick another number. Four. So, COVID, Broadway's kind of shut down. What is coming to Broadway soon if Broadway theoretically existed? Like, are they being like, we're going to put this on Broadway soon? Well, you know what? Everything was, like, shutting down yeah, as yeah, it yeah. happened. Yes. Well, okay, I'm sorry. I'm Yes, you are correct. They were going to have their opening night, and so they haven't officially opened yet. Yeah. So there's no... Things have announced that they're not coming back. Frozen said that they're not coming back. Mean Girls said that they're not coming back. Carol King the Musical. Is that? Did they say that? I think they're coming back. Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, they were about to close, I think, anyway. Things that are fine and can survive this, Phantom of the Opera, Lion King, Chicago. Wicked, Chicago, Lion King, Book of Mormon. Like, those things are fine until, like, if this lasts longer than, like, what they've slated it to, then there's a little problem. But the Music Man's coming back. They've already changed the theater posters over to, at the Winter Garden from Beetlejuice to Music Man. Um... There was, oh, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. They were about to start previews. They were just like, COVID. So, Mrs. Doubtfire's coming. Six is coming. There was, um, I'm sure Six will open because everybody will flock to see that show. It is good. So, yeah. Those are what I know off the top of my head. What is the most challenging role that you could ever see yourself doing? Nothing. I think I'm bad at acting. Um, oh. so yeah, 
Oh, y'all weren't ready for a real answer. Um, Impressed this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we talked about this earlier today. I feel like I will only live in comedic roles, and not that, not that comedy isn't hard because it is. But comedy comes easy to me, so I don't foresee me having a huge challenge and stuff like that. Because hmm. um, we'll get pigeonholed. Yes. Yeah, there are roles that I, like, want to do that would be challenging. Like, I want to... I would like to... I'd love to be Frollo and Hunchback. Like, I think that's really cool. I know. It'd be... Yeah, I know. I thought you said Froyo, and I'm like, that's not a character. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dessert. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not laughing at you... No, I know. ...being Frollo. Yeah, there's... I don't know. Because I don't think about that. I don't think about, like, oh, what could be because I know this industry is so, like, you fit here, so that's where you're going. And as you walk on stage, be like, I'm doing this. Kill it. And they hire you. Yes. And then you become or like, they stop the show and taser me because I've somehow gotten on stage during a performance. <laughs> blam, blam. <laughs> is that a monkey? He's got a gun. Another number. Uh, six. People doing the same roles forever. Mm-hmm. Explain. Obviously, people can't do it forever, but explain maybe to people that think that some people can do roles forever why people could not do the same roles forever. Okay, so I actually have a three-part answer to this. Cool. We're going to talk about a little bit of Glenda. We're going to talk a little bit about Regina George, and we're going to talk about an ensemble member from Chicago. Okay. We'll start with her. There's a Chicago. There is a. Ensemble member from Chicago. When I do that episode, I will specifically talk about this ensemble member. Her name escapes me because I don't have anything written down. Um, She did the show for like 20 years. As the same track, she came in, put her fishnets on, got her check, and went home. And then she was just like, me? Okay. Yeah. Some people can do that. Because why? Steady job. Okay. If you don't fuck around in the if you don't fuck around in theater and you're good to work with, they will renew your contract. Hmm. So show up when you're supposed to show up. Who else was I gonna talk about? <gasps> Regina George. Regina George. Yeah. Taylor Louderman originated Regina George. She's phenomenal, can belt to the heavens. When she left the show, she had one of the best exit interviews I have ever read. If you have not read Taylor Louderman's exit interview for when she left Mean Girls. It is so good. It is professionally brutal. They interviewed her and they're like, why are you leaving the show? She's like, it's my time. And they were like, but you're so good and everybody loves you. And she's like, it is impossible and impractical to expect from your actors an opening night performance for a whole year. And she was like, I just... I have to go. She's like, I love the show, so I still want to love the show. Mm. So I, it's it's time for me to like go. And Renee, last name, who so, replaced her? So Wigger. No, Renee, who replaced her, Fleming. is so fucking good. And she's nineteen, so she's actually playing like a high schooler. Mm. Um, and then Kristen Chenoweth, when she left Wicked had been doing the show since the workshop. So, like, three-plus years. She writes... She talks about this in her book, A Little Bit Wicked, the Kristen Chenoweth autobiography. And she was like, yeah, I did the show for, like, a year. And I... It was time for me to hand that wand to somebody else. Because, like, I was I was done doing it. Hmm. So, yeah. My mom asked me that question a lot. She's like, why don't you... Why don't people do a show for, like, years? Like, why don't you just keep doing it as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing? And I was like, yeah, but can you, like, imagine doing the same thing, the exact same thing with the exact same energy eight times a week for, like, three years? Exactly. Exactly. You want something new. Just give me a number. (sighs) Three. Why is Broadway so expensive? <laughs> what? Why the fuck is Broadway so expensive? And then why do people get mad about bootlegs? Mama, I cannot fly my entire family to New York, stay in New York, and see more than one show. I can't. I can't do it. 
Broadway is not accessible to people. There's a theory that when Broadway comes back, it will be, like, tickets will not be $500 a ticket. Because it's expensive. And they want their industry to survive. So they will make sure, and they're going to have to cut capacity down in their theaters. Mm. So they're all going to be working with that, already going to be having to work with that. It's just crazy. I get it. It's for investments. But, like, you can max out a ticket price, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, and still never make your investment back. So, like, hmm. <sighs> Hamilton, you have to, like, mortgage your house to go see. Yep. And it's good, but it's not mortgage my house to go see. No show should be that unless it's Hades Town. Um, <laughs> Shrek the musical. Okay. Um, I just I hope that when Broadway opens back up, it is a little bit more manageable for people to go see. Wee, y'all know that TikTok TikTok noise. Wee, wee, just give me another number. <laughs> Two. Oftentimes, people that are not really trained in Broadway or do not have a lot of Broadway experience will come to do a famous role. How do you feel about that? I am pouring another drink because I would like to yell about this for a very long time. The only, like, when, like, Ariana Grande wants to be on Broadway for some reason because she loves it. She was already on Broadway. When was she on Broadway? She was in 13 The Musical. Period. Or, like, Renee Fleming doing Carousel randomly. I'm like, you're on opera. Go away. Uh, Kelly O'Hara went and did opera with Renee at the Met. And Kelly O'Hara is a classically trained soprano, but she does Broadway. So what's your problem? I Okay, you're talking about stunt casting. Effectively. Yes, you're like... I just can't think of any people off the top of my head. Yes. Okay, so what's his name? Y'all, I'm going to talk to y'all about, like... Jesse Smollett. Like Jordan Fisher as Dear Evan Hansen. Hmm. Yeah. He's good, and he's been on Broadway, and that's fine. But he's more so known as, like, a pop star. And they do it so people will come and see their shows. Hmm. And I get it. It's for the influx of money. It's Sarah Bareilles doing Waitress, the show she wrote. Yeah. It's, who's that, who's the other? It's Jordan Sparks doing Waitress. Um, it's, who is, y'all, there's the guy... Cameron Dallas. Cameron Dallas. He's a YouTuber who was Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls when it was closing, but he couldn't sing. And there were parts where he were he was written in the music. He was meant to be like singing in a harmony to Regina George. And the girl who played Regina just like riffed over his line that he was supposed to be singing. And he didn't sing because he couldn't sing it. Mm. But it was, come see Cameron in Mean Girls. Well, I'm exhausted after that answer. Yes. Broadway exhausts me. Stunt casting exhausts me. (sighs) Business-wise, I get it. But, like, there are so many talented people out there. Your show is now suffering because what's going to happen is people are going to come and see the stunt cast, and they're not going to like it. And they're going to be like, I'm not going to recommend this to my friends. Mm. Or ask for their money. I I knew friends who went to see Once on This Island, and they went to the ticket box, and they were like, is Leia Salonga in the show tonight? And they were like, yeah, she's there. I was like, we'd like to buy a ticket. Like, people go to see the stars. Mm-hmm. You saw Once on This Island on Broadway? Oh, okay, never mind. I saw it on a T-Pick. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. <clears throat> what? Just pick one. New versus old musicals. What is the biggest difference between things that are considered modern and things that are considered in the golden or classical era? Belting. I think I actually knew that. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, belting wasn't really a, a thing. Ethel Marmon did it, and then Liza did it, and then uh, Patty did it. But those were like the belters of the golden age, and like other people weren't really doing it. But now it's just like if you're not screaming at the top of your lungs, then why are why are you even auditioning for Broadway? It's weird. Yeah, it's dumb and it's not healthy and it blows people's voices out. And then, but also you just don't. It's you don't need it. 
Yes, there's a whole there's a whole TikTok subreddit of musicals, and there's um, wait, is it a TikTok or is it a subreddit? It, I'm sorry, it is a whole sub TikTok. Yes, it's a yes. The algorithms are coming for me. <laughs> they are, um, but it's like you don't have to belt like and it's like riffing. Riffing is a huge thing now. It's like you don't have to add anything to the music. Like the music's already there. Just act it. Also, riff everything and take everything up. But it's just like, yeah. Okay. There's not a lot. Like, there's still. That's a really good answer. Yeah, I mean, and there's a because of movies and because of fandoms. There's a lot of like cash grabby things now. There's not a lot of like original work. Movies are suffering from that. Most things are either remakes, sequels, or um, adaptations. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Right. Um, when will Broadway return? I don't know. Okay, why, why don't you know? Don't you have an insider? Think of the things you're like. I was on. I went to Broadway once. So, oh, I really expected you to have more answers to that one. I don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. As you said today, Clarksville is opening their own performing arts center. What projects do you feel are more suited to performing arts centers that are on smaller scales like that in Clarksville? It's gonna. Like shows? Yeah, like do you think that they should focus more on community stuff where they can have a lot of creativity or do you think they should get like higher ticket tours or like what type of content would you like to see at smaller theaters? I would like to see more tours. More toys, please. Um, Just because tour tickets usually aren't as expensive as Broadway tickets. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is more accessible to have the show come to you. You can also get a season pass and... If I can pick what shows you want to go see and not see, and you've kind of already paid for it um, that way, and you're still getting exposed to a lot of different theater, um, yeah, I'm all I'm all here for a tour. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, Clarksville is like an hour away from Nashville, so I just I feel like a lot of tours would probably not go to both. Correct. Because a lot of things come from like Knoxville to Tennessee mm-hmm. or Nashville. Okay. Um. Can you name what won the best new musical in 2020 for um, the Tonys? It was Hadestown, wasn't it? I don't know. You're supposed to know this. And then this was you... last year? Yeah, last year. Hadestown. The, the, the reigning winner yes. of best musical is Hadestown. What was the one before that? Uh, it... I don't know. <laughs> you ruined it. You were supposed to go back until like the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, 20, so in 2020, Hades Town won. Yes, it is the holder of the best musical. In 2019. What was nominated? I don't know. Prom? No, the prom was nominated against Hades Town. <laughs> Wait. No, 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 I'm talking about, didn't, so there weren't Tonys in 2020. There haven't been Tonys un, since Hadestown won. Oh, wait. So twenty. So in the 2019 Tonys, that's yes. when Hadestown won. Yes. Oh, 2018 Town, the band's visit won. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I knew that. I thought there was like this gap year of like, I don't know. <laughs> that's because I black out the band's visit. I'm not saying it's a bad show. Yeah. I have not listened to it. I'm just saying like it came out of nowhere and swept. It, it's got competition me- was Mean Girls, SpongeBob, SpongeBob. SquarePants Musical, and Frozen. I'm pretty sure a, a, a dog vomiting and eating his own vomit could have beat those three for best new musical. Well, yes. Okay. So what's the one before that? Hamilton? That has to be Hamilton. Okay. Okay. Y'all can fact check, check us at home. So in the 2016 Tony... Stop this. I don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? I thought you were going to know all of this. No. Okay. All right. Next question. Officer. Okay. Thoughts. Marvel, specifically Scarlet Witch, wanted having her own musical musical episode. It, it, either. Yes. Yes. Pro. Go on. Absolutely. She has every right. <laughs> Y'all watching Wandavision? Y'all, we watched episode five twice this morning. Literally, right up twice in a row. It was we we watched it, screamed, Woke had up. had a beautiful cup of coffee. I had my own. And then my own cup. (laughs) We both drank out of the same cup with a straw. (laughs) And then we watched it again. 
And when I tell you that that woman, Scarlet Witch, this is becoming a Marvel podcast, everyone, has every right to do everything that she's doing. I mean every right. Yeah. But yeah, I'd watch a musical episode. Okay, that'd be great. (laughs) Uh, Sub question. It's not a question. How do you feel about musical episodes in general on shows that are not musicals? Pro. The best. It's... I think it's wonderful. Yes. I'm going to do a whole, like, mini season of (sighs) episodes, musical episodes of shows. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) Um, Kind of going off onto our other question of uh, certain shows having way too many revivals and we don't need them. How do you feel about revivals in general? Especially with shows that you are not as familiar with. Are you typically going to be excited to see how the... Like, for example, uh, My Fair Lady wasn't a huge fan of the show, but when they were doing a revival, I knew they were going to modernize it a little bit, so I was immediately excited for it. Here's my opinion on a revival. Yes. As long as you are not going to mount a copycat of the original production, Mm -hmm. if you are going to do something to add to the integrity of the piece, I'm here for it. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. the incredible Tony-winning revival of The Color Purple. I thought you were going to say Hello, Dolly. No. Shut up. (laughs) No. (laughs) We're talking about Cynthia Erivo every chance we get. Okay. The Color Purple revival stripped everything down. Yeah. There were no huge sets. There were Mm -hmm. no flashy costumes. There were no... There was nothing. There was wood... A couple of chairs and people. Mm-hmm. And it was the best piece of theater I have ever seen in my life. It was so good because it literally got down to the crux of what the show was. It was about this woman dealing with this abusive life, losing her sister, and through it all, finally becoming her own woman. And it's like, all you can do, there's nothing else to look at but the people on stage. And it's so good. I know you don't like it, but the revival of Once on This Island was so smart. It was literally in the middle of this village after a hurricane, and people used the debris of the hurricane to tell this story and, like, become these characters. Like, they literally picked up shower curtains off of the ground and, like, turn them into skirts and costumes, and that is so neat. But if you're literally just going to be like, oh, I want to see the same production of, like, how to succeed in business without really trying. Boo! Like, don't do that. The revival of Hello, Dolly! was so fucking good. There was a fucking train (laughs) on stage. I think that's, like, the third time you said that this weekend. The second today. Mm. So, so yeah. I'm here for... I'm also pushing for a revival of Legally Blonde. Oh, okay. Let's all go for it. A gender-bent version. It will not work, but I will star in it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, in whatever way you'd like to describe it... Wh- Loudly. <laughs> okay. Why do things not transmit well from stage to movie? Because you're taking away the live element of it. Go on. There is... When I was growing up, I really wanted to be, like, I wanted to be, like, a movie star. And the more I did theater, the more I was like, this is so neat, having a different energy every night, mm-hmm. not being not being able to mess up, quote-unquote. Like, you had to get it right and, like, stay in character and blah, blah, blah. And, yes, like, shit happens and, like, people break characters and stuff like that. But, like, for the most part professionally it is the same show every night hopefully Mm -hmm. with the same energy Mm -hmm. and it's like a different audience like you there's a difference between going and seeing endgame in theaters Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna cry thinking about this going and seeing endgame in theaters 
was like this big like cultural thing that like all of America like was ready for. And it was like, oh my gosh, 10 years of movies, 12 years of movies like led to this moment. And then like Kat picked up Mjorn Aurora and like, like, oh my God, it was so cool. Mm -hmm. Like, that's awesome. And like everybody cheered and it was really, really cool. That's different than going to see Hades Town and like you go with your friends and you sit there and you see these people in real time go through, like, the spectrum of emotions. This is, like, any show. The spectrum of emotions. And, like, sometimes there's a sad ending. Sometimes there's a happy ending. And, like, you as the audience all, like, watch that happen in real time. And, like, were affected by it. Like, leaving Town, there was a woman being held, held up by her husband. She was crying so hard because of, like, how the show affected her. And I'm like... That's me. And I watched what she watched and I reacted the same way and I cried and like, that was so cool that we both did that. And like, you can't, it goes back to like not being able to think, to to get things wrong. You can go back and do a take in a movie. And like, that's good. That's what we wanted. We needed it from this angle. That's great. It just doesn't, it's not the same. Hmm. This is my passion. This is my passion, everyone. (laughs) Good thing I included that question. <laughs> All right, a slightly lighter question. Name one rant, the first piece of random mo- uh, theater trivia that you think no one else knows. Just anything. Literally just a random piece of theater trivia. Um, Like SpongeBob SquarePants was written by a snail. <laughs> no. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, Kristen Chenoweth was supposed to be the Millie and the... Of not revival and the production that Sutton Foster was Millie. It was originally supposed to be Kristen Chenoweth. Why wasn't it Kristen Chenoweth? She got a TV gig, and so she had GCB. I don't know. Okay, I don't think it was Glee. I think it was before. No, I think it was before all that. It might have been West Wing. Oh, yeah, it was a while ago. Um, or it might have been Pushing Daisies. Um, but she was supposed to be Millie, and then. A woman took over, and then she was, like, pushed slash left the show, and they had nine days until it opened, and so Sutton was the understudy. So that's how Sutton Foster, like, became Millie. Excuse me, Millie, and then... Didn't she want a Tony for that? Yes, and then she wanted Tony, and that, like, launched her career. Hmm. But it was really originally supposed to be Chris Chenoweth. Did not know that. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. Cool. All right, so let's go to this sheet of paper. Uh... Answer this however you want to. What category or categories should they add to the Tonys? Or what category do you think they should add to the Tonys? Best Ensemble. That's not... I, no. feel, I feel like that should be one. Yes, I think... I'll no, I definitely feel like it should be one. <laughs> it should be one. There, Okay, there is a category that exists that has never been used, and we can all thank our country lord and savior, Reba McIntyre, for it. Reba McIntyre joined the cast as Annie and Annie Get Your Gun as a replacement. She was not the original mm-hmm. uh, Annie. Mm-hmm. Because she was not the original, she was not eligible for a Best Actress Tony nomination. Yeah. So they created a Tony nomination for Best Replacement in a Musical and then just never used it. And they were going to use it to nominate Reba for a time. Wait, so they created it and didn't even... What? They were like, we'd like to submit this to, like, actually be a category. And they're like, yes, absolutely. And then, like, no one has ever used it. And if anyone has ever earned it more after Reba, it was Heather Headley when she replaced Jennifer Hudson in The Color Purple. Absolutely. To the day I die, I will say Heather Headley deserved to be Suge Avery first. All right. Very good answer. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But then you're going to get a lot of Alpha Buzz winning that, Tony. <laughs> um, this one isn't really a hard question, but whatever. So there's a lot of different theaters on Broadway or just around, allegedly, since Broadway is not a street that has to do with seat capacity, whatever. Um, do you know anything about the various... Because all of them are not uniform. They all seem to be, like, random... Like, different styles. Yes. Random names. Mm-hmm. Different seat sizes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Go ahead. How did this all... Why did... 
I'm surprised there's not more uniformity with all this. Me and, too, and yeah. let's talk about this. Okay. I would like to not have to lean around people okay. when I watch <laughs> Beetlejuice the Musical at the Winter Garden Theater. Why? Not why would you not do that, but like why? Why did they build it that yes. way? I don't know. Um, I will say... Look, what's stopping me from like buying the H&M at Times Square, besides money, putting a lot of chairs in it, and then doing... Any, couldn't I make anything goes <laughs> another revival? Like, couldn't someone do that? I guess right. And like, why? It seems like if there's all these rules about seat size and all this other stuff, and you have to open this time on Broadway, like, why is there no uniformity with the theater? I think it's because it's not always Broadway. Sh- mm, it's not that they're not Broadway shows. It's not that they're always. Some people do like one man shows, or like. Yeah. You know, a small cast or whatever, you don't need... Mm, you still want good viewing. I, I understand what you're asking, and I agree. I am not saying this because it's Hades Town. The Walter Walter Kerr Theater was the best theater I watched a show in mm. because the seats were pitched, and I could literally see over the person in front of me, and the person behind me could see over me without me having to go, like, what was... what? I just didn't, what's the fates doing? Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't every theater I went to. And some of the theaters are just, like, cramped. I take a few seats out and make those seats bigger. Right. And hypothetically, I guess part of a follow-up, not a question, but it's like, let's say a theater has 850 seats, but it's really cramped, and they're like, we just need to make this more accessible to people, and they take out 100 seats, that would disqualify them from being on Broadway at that point. And I'm just saying, it seems like there's a lot of, it seems like there are a couple arbitrary rules for things, but there aren't, there's either too many rules or not enough. Not enough, like pick a lane. Yeah. And I just didn't know. Who's a lane? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Elaine Stritch? Yes. Okay, so wait, okay, stop. Elaine Stritch, y'all know her. Um, This was not one of my questions. No, it's not. It's a funny little joke I have. It's a little antidote, anecdote Mm -hmm. that I have. So my college professor went and saw a show and it had Elaine Stritch in it. And she played like the matriarch to a family. And so <laughs> right at okay, so the big the big finale of Act One was like Elaine Stritch, like I think yelling at her family or something. Mm-hmm. And so it was like Elaine Stritch was the mother, like the grandmother, and then it was her adult daughter character and then it was like the granddaughter who was like played by like a 10 or 12 year old whatever okay so it's elaine stritch elaine stritch is super famous mm-hmm. like you know her she's jack down Dongy's mom on 30 rock oh okay. yes, yes 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 so that's enough from the peanut gallery um <laughs> from no that's from 30 rock anyway uh I just want you to be happy. Is that also from 30 Rock? Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so, there was... Uh, so she, like, yells at her family or whatever. Anyway, the day that my college professor went and saw this, mm-hmm. Elaine Stritch forgot her line. Because she's old and she's Elaine Stritch and, like, no one bother her. She's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and so the 10-year-old... It's just like silent. It's like silent, silent, silent on stage. And the 12-year-old was like trying to feed her her line and a very much like, grandmother, what do you think about this thing that we just said about the pork chops? Or like, whatever, you know, like trying to like get her to remember her line. (laughs) And Elaine Stritch goes, don't you ever think I need any help from the likes of you? And like the curtain like just came down. (laughs) (laughs) what was the question you asked me all about seats or broadway accessibility yeah that was the question right yeah okay let's go back (laughs) let's just go to the next question okay why don't you like the witch hunter song from wicked (laughs) (laughs) march for the witch hunter whatever yeah just here's where it comes from are you actually ready for the real answer yes when that show came out it was in 2006 and Mm -hmm. i was 15 sure and i would you were born in nine yeah you were 15 and i would listen to that soundtrack when i was in middle school and i'd like put it on my 15 in middle school 
Are you held back multiple years? No, I asked you to do the math. Yeah, you were 15. Oh, no, wait. That's when the show came out. You would have been a sophomore. Hush. Listen. Freshman, I mean. Sophomore. Please stop. Okay. I was a sophomore. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. So, anyway, I listened to that show while I was asleep. But I'd only listened to, like, the... Because gay. And so... um, And so I would listen to the show, and I'd fall asleep, like, right around popular. Sleep. And during the middle of the night one night, all I heard was this woman screaming, good fortune, witch hunters. And I was just like, whatever this is, is scary. Because it was the middle of the night and it was dark. And it was like, go and hunt her and find her and kill her. And I was just like, what's happening? And also it's just like... There's a lot... This was supposed to be a joke question, but we have like trauma. Oh, y'all weren't ready for real trauma? (laughs) No. (gasps) The fire's on. Do, 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 do. Did you mean to turn it back on? The fire's off. Do, 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 do. No, we can cut it on in a minute. All right, so... Um, How many more do you have? Two questions. Okay, go for it. I'm trying to think of a third one because I should have saved the best one for last. I don't know which one the best one is, but it may have been March of the Witch Hunters. <laughs> so, Pokemon, the musical. Yes, exists. Wait, I was just going to say pitch it to me. What do you mean it exists? It exists. Wh- I'll show it, it to you. Is then. it in Japan? I think so. That's racist. Anyway. What? Well, that was a whole question. You just okay, thinking. so here we go. Fine, your, your version of Pokemon okay, Musical. I pitch it. Danny DeVito was Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Danny DeVito, first of all, would be Meowth, sure. hands down. Okay. No costume. I'm assuming you're going off, like, season one of the Pokemon. No, no, no. Okay. I, I should not tell you. Okay, so it is a, um, we find out at the end that Ash had been in a coma since that Pidgey attack. Sparrow attack from episode one. Sparrow. Okay. So, no. Anyway, I just want any excuse for me to be the one who sings, It's a whole new world we live in. That's Johto. It's a brand. Yeah, I said I wasn't adhering. You said you put the season one (laughs) restriction on me. I didn't. Anyway. still got to catch him. And be the best that you can be. Pokemon Johto. Well, I didn't mean to make this the last question. But it's actually a pretty good finale question. Okay. Unless you... When will you finally die? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. If you could be literally any role that you wanted and everyone would be like, sure, that works. Literally anything, any time period, any gender, what role would you be just to have fun with it? Glenda. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this has been a question before. That I've answered on this podcast, I think. Not from me. Not from not from you. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a I have a whole list of things. I well, spent 13 minutes writing these. <laughs> no, I mean because this goes into my like who would you be question that I always ask people. Yeah, but like I, I would I have a whole list of, of right, these but like things. you can only choose one. Glenda. Why? Because the guy is silent. No, first of all, soprano notes. Okay. Gotta love it. She also. Goes through like a huge change of her character of like people, people thinking that she's dumb and funny, and you think that about me? I knew it. Here's my favorite thing about Glenda: she comes out and you you see her mm-hmm. after the the whole show is a flashback. You see her at the after Alphaba has died. Mm. You knew her at school, didn't you? Well, you could say that we went to school together. The whole show is a fucking flashback. And then, at the end, you see her go to this woman, woman, who she goes to this friend that she kind of tried to talk out of her morals and disappeared. And then kind of, like, was cast out by society, Alphabet. We're talking about Alphabet, everybody. And at the end, she, like, goes to her and she's like, I want to help you. And I kind of, I don't know how, but I I want to do good in this world. But I know that you are doing more good than I am. And so Alpha is like, yeah, okay, take this book. I'm going to, I'm, I gotta go, sorry. And so she's like, take this book. She's like, I can't read this book. And she's like, do your best, yo. This is, this is, y'all, if y'all want to hear my actual take on Wicked the Musical, it's like the fifth episode. Um, but I think the coolest thing is like... Did you cry in that episode? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's about this part uh, that I'm about to talk about right now. Um, so you see her like dizzy, dizzy girl at school. Oh, I got what I want and I'm living the life that I want. And, and I'm going to kind of have this moment where I want to go back and like help my friend. And then she comes out and she's like, 
And I have said this in the Wicked episode, and I said it in the Doubt episode when the election results were being counted. And I'll say it again. She says, there is, there is, there is, um, oh my gosh, what does she say? She says, there is evil in this world. And we will see, oh, there bad things have happened, and we will see bad things happen again. But if it's if it's all right with you, I'd like to try to help. I'd like to try to be good to the good, which is the title they have bestowed upon her, like mm-hmm. against her will. And so she's just like, I yeah, I want to be a good person. I just need to do it. That's growth. That's a whole ass character arc. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's you. Yes. 2023. I, if anybody is the first Mel Glinda before me, they'll be hell to pay. What if it was James Corden? Nathan just died. <laughs> Dylan, stop this podcast. Take it off of Anchor. <laughs> um, um, I would rage. <laughs> that that would be it. Do you have any other questions? Any that you can think off of? No, the top I think of your that head? was. I think that was twenty five. I no. Awesome. Yeah, that's well, great. I have a question for you. Oh, see, part of me wanted to say. Nathan, do you have any questions for me? And you'd be like, this is my podcast. No. <laughs> my question is, did you have fun? Yes, I had a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah, I liked... Every, Interrogating me. A little bit. I mean, a lot of these weren't necessarily super personal. Some yeah. of them went off the rails, personally. I was like, okay, we're doing that now. I used to wake up screaming to the waking soundtrack. <laughs> oh, things like that I was not expecting, so... But yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to plug? Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I post cosplay pictures and the likes make me feel good okay my instagram handle is the word kangaroo and the letters k-a-s at the end so kangarookas there you go hooray just to see what i look like so you can be like that's what he looks like Ooh. okay so mm-hmm. like us follow us um subscribe, subscribe. Mm-hmm. next week there will be a full ass Till Boogie Original Musical. It is not title of show. That is a reference to title of show, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing a different full-length musical. Y'all have fun out there. Be safe. Stay groovy. I don't know why I said that. Um, And like a person who is drunk too much in the end of every show, it's time to black out. <laughs>